Leadership, purpose, service. This is Fulfilling the Dream with Wayman Brett. Hi, I'm Wayman Brett, and welcome to Fulfilling the Dream, the podcast show that motivates you to fulfill your dreams and helps you to overcome obstacles that may get in your way. We encourage you to rise above the challenges you face and fulfill your purpose in life. That's really what the show is about. So welcome. We're on location at Steelcase today with Sarah Umbrewster. And she's the president and CEO of Steelcase Incorporated. She's been with them a number of years. And of course, the company is just an amazing place to work and wonderful people. Sarah became CEO in 2021, and throughout her tenure, she served in multiple roles, uh, spanning strategy, innovation, and technology. And she is passionate about helping people to do their best, working to create spaces and places that work better for people. And so I'm thrilled that you're with us today, Sarah. So welcome, Sarah Ambruster. Thank you so much. It's great to be with you as well. Well, we're looking forward to our conversation today, and I'm, I'm really interested in learning about you, more about you and your path to leadership and how you've been able to remain successful over the years. What's, what's in the secret sauce? What, what's, what's caused this yeah. thing to occur where you have risen to the top, first female, at Steelcase as their CEO and president. So tell us about that. Well, I don't know if there's one thing that I would say is the secret sauce, but uh, I have, I think, always been a hard worker, uh, but I've been fortunate also to have a lot of people along the way who've helped me, who've championed me, who've uh, challenged me, uh, and that's all been in the spirit of helping me do my best work. So uh, I think that's been a big part of it. Yeah, yeah. It's always about those folks that are in your life that uh, come along and, and, and they come from strange places. So tell me about your childhood growing up and how was, how was that? Where did you grow up, Sarah? Where, where did I you- grew up outside Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So I grew up in the suburbs of Milwaukee, a uh, Midwesterner um, by birth. And I think I grew up in a household where my parents uh, always just challenged us to be curious and to try things. Yeah, um, They were incredibly supportive and were not the kinds of parents that were determined to see their daughter on yeah. a particular path. Um, it was more about cultivating an environment and creating opportunities for me to see different things, do different things, be exposed to different things, and uh, and find my way. Wow. And was there one specific thing that triggered maybe your idea of growing up and becoming a CEO? When did that start? Well, it's, it's funny you ask that because I never – had the dream, at least back then, of being a business leader or really being in business at all. Um, When I went to college, I was a Russian major. I studied Russian language and literature. Um, I thought I was going to end up in a non-governmental organization, uh, you know, doing work to help people somewhere in the world. And the idea of a business career never really crossed my mind. But, um, you know, early in my career, I sort of had that first job out of school, right? You know, everybody has the first job and mine happened to be in a a business organization. And I took the job thinking it wasn't really what was part of my dream, but I would take the job and figure it out. And lo and behold, I 
I discovered I loved it. Um, oh. I love the teamwork. I love the business challenges and the kinds of business issues we were working on. I love the just the whole environment. And so that really was the pivot. And yeah. I think, you know, for me, the lesson in that that has stuck with me is uh, is to to lean into opportunity and to say yes. Right. Yeah. You know, you might think, you know, what the next step in your journey is, right. but sometimes life has a right. surprising or unexpected way of putting things in your path. And if you're willing to say yes and willing to take those chances and try yeah. something different, they may lead you to a, a really terrific place. Yeah. Oh, man, that's awesome. So, so Sarah, you've you've uh, been at Steelcase for for a while, and I've noticed that there's a focus around inclusive inclusivity. Yeah. Inclusivity. And so you evidently believe that's important and uh, leveraging and growing talent is important to you. Um, tell us about that, that, that premise and, and why that's important. And then maybe also, also, what could we do more in our community mm -hmm. to make our communities uh, grow more talent? Yeah. Because, you know, I think that's an important thing these days. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, I, I'll say that for me personally, I was always really fortunate to have people in my career and in my life that were willing to champion me and advocate for me or create opportunities for me. And that was really, really important, yeah. right? You can't walk through the door if someone doesn't open the door for you, right? So so I think about that a lot. And I think about how do we at Steelcase or how do we in our communities do that at scale, yeah. right? Not just for one person, but for for many people. And I think I think in a lot of ways that the secret to that is 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 put in the time and do the work, right? Yeah. Um, and I think about how people in leadership as an example, I mean, mm -hmm. we've got incredible platforms if you're in a leadership role. So yeah. asking yourself, how can I use my platform, whether it's at my company yeah. or in my community, community or whatever, whatever I'm part of that I have some leadership voice, wow. how do I use that platform and that voice to open doors and create opportunities wow. for others? And then, you know, and then how do we, especially in the corporate world, how do you follow that up with making investments yeah. in programs and systems right. and things that can, you know, create sustainable change over right. time? And so I think, you know, seal case is an example. Yes. Um, we do social innovation work around the world and that isn't, a one-time thing that's right. you know that's forever work right yes. so you're doing that forever and i yes. think we've approached that as something that we've made a commitment to right. um it's a forever commitment and you stick with it and over time i think you can you can create change yeah man that's a great platform you know if you've got a platform the podcast show i noticed uh, the work better podcast yeah. show I, I i caught that one day and and uh, it really impressed me the fact that you guys were talking about this inclusive campus and so forth so how did how did that show come to life and what inspired it? Yeah, well, I think we've, you know, for a long time been an organization that has, we have tremendous people and talent, you know, people who are experts in their fields. We've always been a company that's been committed to research and uh, building deep insights yeah. about work and workers in the workplace. And we've always been very open to sharing that. So if you go onto the Steelcase website, for example, we publish our research, we share our insights. Um, you know, people here, they speak at events, they do a variety of things to, uh, to take that knowledge out into the world. 
So really, in some ways, the Work Better podcast was an opportunity to extend that uh, in a slightly different form or, or medium mm-hmm. um, that allowed us to come at that a different way. So what's, I think, really great and what I love about the Work Better podcast is that just like like this experience, it really is a conversation and it yeah. has a different level of intimacy where we're yeah. able to bring you know leading thinkers in their fields from you know universities and organizations and places around the world to engage in a deeper conversation about a topic of relevance to the world of work. Mm-hmm. So I think it's another layer um, to the way that we hope to share and to engage with the organization yeah. that um, that I think really resonates with right. a lot of people. Right. It takes a lot of it takes a lot of courage and energy and and commitment to do that work. And what fuels your fire? I mean, I'm 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 imagining being the CEO and and being busy like you are, there are times that perhaps uh, you're challenged. And perhaps have there been times where you've been challenged, maybe not in the role that you're in today, but maybe in other places where perhaps you've been counted out or or doubted. And uh, maybe you were told even in the past that you weren't good enough. Uh, How how did you respond to that? Well, it's interesting because if I think about situations in my life where I've been counted out or doubted, it's it's candidly probably been me that's counted myself out or doubted myself. And so I think I think especially early in my career, you know, when mm. I was in this, you know, first business job, which I loved, but I was there as, you know, someone who had studied Russian language, mm-hmm. uh, not business, you know, not accounting, not the things that all of my, um, you know, my cohort and my peers mm. had studied. I think mm. it was easy for me to feel a little mm. bit like, 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 what in the world am I doing here? Mm. And how can I possibly contribute, you know, and, and make a difference? And I think for me, um, you know, I eventually, after a few years in the working world, I went back to school to get my MBA. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the one hand, that was more of the same in the sense that I showed up, uh, you know, day one of, of business school and you're in accounting 101 and I'm, you know, the person with the Russian degree and the person right. sitting next to me is someone who was an accounting major in college, yes, right? Yes, so I'm yes. thinking, oh my gosh, yes. um, how am I ever going to hold my own? But wow. um, but I think the beauty of that experience for me is that, you know, it's mm. like, you, like you figure it out. Like there's no other choice, wow. right? So that person on day one who you think, oh my gosh, this person was an accounting major. They mm. already know everything. Well, you become that person's best friend, right? And they tutor you and they help you along and and bring you along and you know you do the same for them in other contexts and and you sort of throw yourself into the work and you figure it out. So in wow. a lot of ways for me like the the ultimate value for me of doing that degree mm-hmm. wasn't so much like the book knowledge and the content knowledge mm-hmm. but it was the fact that by the time I graduated I knew like I can be thrown into any situation mm-hmm. No matter how unfamiliar or how much I feel, you know, unequipped mm. to handle it. And I have the confidence now to say, I, I don't know, but I will figure wow. it out. Wow. Right. And wow. I think I use that every day. Right. Because wow. as business leaders, the world is always throwing us curveballs. unexpected curveballs. You know, the pandemic. I mean, you just have to, you know, look at the newspaper any day. And, uh, and what's the, the next is, big yeah, thing? And what's the next big thing? So I think. Uh, you know, I think so for me, the, the, the counting out was maybe myself wow. counting myself out. And fortunately, through different experiences, I've wow. shifted my mindset. That is huge. Wow. 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 
So uh, that that was very helpful, I would say. <laughs> so let's talk about people, places, and things. Let's, let's talk about who were the people yeah. and the places and things that most influenced you as a leader and maybe your ascent into this role. Yeah. I mean, there are many. Um, I can't say that there was, you know, the one person yeah. um, in my life. Um, I was really lucky to, and still am lucky to have many people. And I yeah. think in some ways, that's a reflection of the fact that mm-hmm. there there are many there are many formulas and recipes to being a great leader. I think there are probably certain common themes or threads that probably run across, you know, most if not all great leaders. But there are a lot of different ways mm. to be a compelling leader. And so I think what I've always been fortunate to be able to do is look around me and say, "Gosh, you know, I I, I work for this leader that I." I had this boss that I really admired for their ability to kind of nurture people and develop talent. And over here, I worked with another person who was an amazing storyteller. And and to see that person in front of clients or employees and the way they could communicate and storytell was really powerful. And then this person over here you know, had this incredible, you know, incredible ability to have really difficult conversations, right? you know, to be, you know, really tough and have difficult conversations and maybe tell you things that you didn't want to hear, but Mm. to do it with empathy Mm. and and respect. So Mm. I feel like I've been lucky to be able to pick these examples and think about how do I learn from you? Like, what can I learn from you? What can I learn from this person? Um, You know, and try to pull that together in some way. Um, so that I hopefully can show up here and I can be the best, like the best version of myself, you know, as a leader that is authentic to me, but is yeah. still informed by yeah. all these yeah. great people that I've, yeah. I've been able to work with over the years. That's, that's wonderful. I, it reminds me of uh, saying once when I was at Steelcase at one point, and uh, one of the bosses that I had, he said, you better learn how to step on a person's shoes so that they don't <laughs> lose their shine. Yeah. You know, and and that's kind of what you're saying. That that empathy thing that you're talking about is so critical. Um, Boy, this is really a wonderful conversation. I'm really appreciative of everything you've shared so far. And so how do we create an environment for all people to fulfill their dreams? That's a big question, Sarah. But, you know, with, with the way the world is happening around us today, give us some insight. Yeah. And it, you know... I don't know what that looks like, yeah. but give me some ideas. Well, I think one one idea, maybe one piece of the puzzle is is back to this idea of, of like we all have a platform. Yeah. And some of us have bigger platforms than others, but everyone's got something. Uh-huh. Um, so I think I think about, you know, the power of, you know, small, like small change and small gestures. But yeah. if we all do it and we all stay committed to it. All those small things add up to something bigger. So I think about the power in something like, for example, my ability to invite maybe a group of of students to come spend a day shadowing me or your ability to say, Hey, you know, here's this Mm. talented young person and I'm going to, you know, they're looking for, they're looking for a introduction or a connection and you can help make that introduction for them. I mean, I think those things are 
small things, right? right. But, but those small individual things can really have much bigger meaning and they add up and they, and, and they can be amplified. I mean, every summer here at Steelcase, I uh, recruit a, a college student to serve as an intern, you know, with me. And I think, okay, like that's one way of creating an opportunity for one person to hopefully have a really terrific summer experience yeah. and a career building and resume building experience that, hopefully is unique and meaningful and it's just one small step on their journey, sure. but maybe it'll be the step that will unlock the next step and the next step and the next step. So, so I think, you know, even for people who aren't CEOs or even yes. people, you know, we, we all know people, right. we can all create experiences. We can all, yes. you know, take action. So I really think it's about like, how do you find that right. thing? And then how right. do you commit to do it and, right. and not wait? Yeah. Right. You know, you don't, you know, if, if you're watching or listening to this podcast and maybe you're earlier in your career and you say, gosh, I'm not going to be a CEO for 20 years. Right. You don't have to wait to be a CEO to take these steps. Wow. So I think my other message to all of us would be say, whatever you can do, it's like, like do it now. Right. Um, and not wait. And if we all, take those steps, like kind of the power of that together, I think yeah. can really move our community forward. Right. So, so maybe that's an overly idealistic no, view, I think but that's, I, that's I great. think there's you know, a lot Luther in King, that. Martin Luther King says that if you, even if you're a street sweeper, be the best street yeah. sweeper that you can be, you know, the best artist you can be, the best CEO can be. And you talked about that platform and then use that platform, whatever that is, is what you're saying. Yeah. So that you can share that with, others so that they can be the best that they can be. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I love that. I love that. You know, Walt Disney once said that all dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them. Yeah. And I, I'm really struck by this idea of courage. And you seem like you've got a ton of courage, <laughs> you know, taking taking the idea of going back to school, you were in the Russian studies yeah. and now you decide to get into the accounting world and get your MBA and so on and so forth. That took courage to move in that direction. And uh, where do we find that courage, yeah. Sarah? Well, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a really terrific question. And I suppose the answer to how we find that is maybe different for everyone. But for me, I do think I do think there was something, it, it makes it easier to be courageous when you think through the alternative and you have confidence the alternative, you know, isn't going to be that bad. Yeah. Like going back to this idea that, you know, my business school experience helped me feel like I can be thrown into any situation and right. hopefully find my way, you know, to a better place. So, hmm. um, you know, so I've, I've, you know, I've thought about that. You know, I talk about this with my kids who are high school and college age. You know, I say, well, you know what? Like if you, if you leave for college and you get there and you discover that maybe this isn't for you, like you can make a different choice, right? right? Or, you know, if you get that first job, you know, in your career and you realize maybe this isn't the best fit, right? There, you know, there are other jobs, right? And I don't mean to minimize that those are difficult choices. It's not easy. You can't just, you know, find a job like sure. that, but, but you're not, I think if you live your life with the, the mindset of, you know, I, like I can control my own destiny ultimately, and I'm not, trapped. I right. think that is a really powerful right. way to help yourself lead right. forward, right? Always so. always believing that there's something out there just for you if you just have the faith and the belief yeah. that there is. And no matter what happens yeah. to you, you can You'll find that. You can now, figure it out. And of course, I say that not at all meaning to minimize that lots of people 
sure. faced very real difficulty and very Absolutely. real struggle and very real hardship. But then I think that goes back to some of the other things we were talking about is how can other people help open doors, help lend a helping hand? You know, if you're that person who's like, I'm in a job I hate, I need to find something different. Well, who's going to be the person who might say, hey, yeah. let me introduce you to yeah. someone I know. Right. Like that could be the thing. Right. right. So, so I think these ideas in a perfect world, they work together, right? right. To help everybody move right. forward. Right. And that whole idea of belief, it just keeps coming back, you know, fulfilling the dream. Our show is about having the faith and the belief that you can overcome any obstacle, any challenge that gets in the way. And that there's someone out there, there's some, some idea that you haven't discovered yet that will help move you towards your dream. And that's what you're talking about. I love it. So I believe that we're successful based on, like you just shared, the, 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 the confidence and the faith that you have. But then there's also the important thing, I believe, these, these mentors. And I, and I know that you've had many. Mm-hmm. You, you talk about that, the supports that you have. But has there been, you know, one specific person that you would point to that you would recognize as being that person uh, that you could always draw strength from, hope from, inspiration from, and it may not be a person yeah. that that you had uh, yeah. in, in your personal life, but maybe it's a book you read or yeah. or, or yeah. a hero that you've thought. I know Martin Luther King is that yeah. person for me, uh, and people like Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. You know, those are the people that I didn't know them personally. Yeah, but those were my mentors growing up. And if it wasn't for those folks, I don't think I'd dare to dream as big as I dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think some of the people that I draw that from today in this role, I'm, I have a, I'll say a small group of two or three people mm-hmm. who I think of as a bit of my kitchen cabinet. Sure. Who are so valuable because both I I believe deeply in their, their wisdom. Yeah. Um, great thinkers, great people, great listeners will give me great advice, but, but also because I, I trust them deeply, um, to, to allow me to speak really openly with them and to, uh, to share things with them, um, that I might not be able to share with anybody else. Right. In many respects, like this job is, can be a very lonely, you know, an isolated job. So having the ability to know, Hey, there are two or three people out there, that I know I can call and be like, oh, like, here's what happened today. It's, you know, completely confidential. I can't talk to anybody about it, but I need to talk to somebody. Yeah. And like, let me share with you. I, I think those people are invaluable and it, you don't, you don't need a lot. I have, you know, two or three that right. I would count in that. Well, I, have, I have brothers. <laughs> I have my wife, of course, Dinah, but then there, there are others that I call upon exactly like you. Interesting thing. My granddaughters the other day, they were, I went to see her at her job, pick up something. And she was telling me that her sister, who's her twin, uh, they talk every day. I said, why wow. do you talk every day? She says, well, we talk about our day. We talk about what happened yeah. and we encourage each other and we tell each other what went wrong or what didn't go right and we encourage each other. I thought, that's cool. Yeah. So so in her case, that's that link, that mentor, that support yeah. for her. She's got it dialed in from birth, actually. And it's, and it's knowing that, you know, in my case, I, I know that those individuals, they're going to always be on my side. Yeah. Right? Because sometimes you, sometimes yeah. you say, I, I need to... I need to talk to someone who yeah. I know right. is going to be on my side and, and rooting right. for me. Right. <clears throat> and I think that's that's sometimes part of what we need to, right. right, is to know that. I right. mean, sometimes I need the person who's like, Sarah, 
I'm well, not on your side. I don't agree with you. I think this is a huge mistake. Yeah. Um, but sometimes you need people who are cheering for you. Right. Wow. Well, listen, what advice, what advice would you have for an aspiring young leader today? And what are the attributes that you believe would, would be most helpful for their success? Well, I think, um, I think a couple of things. I think, I think one aspect of leadership and being successful as a leader is I do think there is probably a a solid foundation that you can strive to build. Um, I do think there probably are certain common attributes. Um, I think, you know, good leaders tend to be good listeners. They tend to really value the power of the team and champion the team versus, you know, I'm the leader and I'm the one who knows everything. Um, you know, there, there are people who can set a vision and help define like, where are we headed and bring people along? So, so I think there are certain common characteristics mm-hmm. of leadership that are maybe some people are born with a greater affinity for those things. But I really do believe you can also practice and learn and have different experience that help you hone those skills. So I would Mm say, so I would say one thing is, you know, work, work on those things. Like think about what those things are and think about how you might Mm. either create experiences in your current role or experience or take on different things that help you build those. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I think the other part of it, the second part is to over time, I think we all learn what our strengths are. I mean, I believe everybody's got, mm-hmm. you know, a superpower or two mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in some way. So I think, you know, it's it's learning what that is for you and Absolutely. what might make one person an incredible leader in a certain context might have to do with their deep like intelligence, analytical insights, ability to like see right into the middle of a challenging issue or problem and figure it out. Right. Um, but in a different context, um, you know, a great leader, someone else's strength might be more about, you mm. know, building, um, you know, building team spirit and bringing people along yes. and creating like a great team. Right. So, right. so I think the more experience you have, the more you start to develop a sense of, Like, what's my superpower? What are my Mm. strengths? And then thinking about like, how can I intentionally build that into my leadership in a way that helps me be more and more effective? So, so I think if I were talking to someone who's 22 or 23 and, and getting ready to lead, I would say work on those foundational things and then really think hard and practice, you know, figuring out what's your strength and how do you build on that? Yeah. What would you want your family and your children and your community to say about you, Sarah? Um, as you get older and you think about retiring one day, I'm that that's going to come. Um, that is going to come. So what would you want people to, to think about you and be remembered by? Well, I think maybe two things come to mind. So one is that I hope that I can do the work that causes people to think of me as someone who had a lasting and really positive impact. Yeah the organization and the people around them, um, whether that's in my family or at Steelcase or in the broader community. Uh, And then secondly, I would really hope that people think of me as someone who contributed in that way, but did it in a very human, caring, Mm -hmm. high integrity way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's uh, wonderful. So you, you, you really want to see them look at you as having an, a positive impact on your life on the and, and and that's that's wonderful steelcase has had a positive impact on a lot of people's lives it's been around for a long time and it's the largest 
office furniture manufacturing company in the world, and and, and uh, it's, it's it just does wonderful work, and and seizing the opportunity to create spaces where people can live and 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 be happy and 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 contribute at that high level. It's more than just furniture, I I believe. Yes. That you're selling. Yes. And uh, give us maybe some insight on that, the premise behind that. And then, you know, we've been away uh, with Mm -hmm. COVID-19 for a number of years. And uh, but still, there are some still out there that don't want to congregate in the offices anymore. So tell me, why is it important that people see each other? and, And why is it important that the work environment be conducive for 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 their success, give me give me sure. some of that. Well, uh, here at Steelcase, we've always been passionate about creating spaces that help people do their best work. So ultimately, it's about helping people show up wherever that may be, yeah, uh, into a great environment that really allows them to be at their best. And I think that's a, something that gets people here really excited. Um, we feel like we have an impact. We hope we have an impact on people around the world you know, every day as people go to work. And we really do believe that physical space matters. It's not the only piece of the puzzle that matters, but it is a really important piece um, of how people feel fulfilled, how they find meaning, how they make contributions, you know, in their careers, wherever, wherever they may work. And I, and I do think that that relates, that comment then relates to your question about, you know, after the pandemic, you know, some people are going back to the office if they have office-based jobs and other people are saying, I'd rather, I'd rather work from home. And I think, I think in some ways I would argue that the, the statement, you know, I'd rather work from home or I'm just as effective at home isn't so much a rejection of the, like the physical office per se, but it's a rejection of a whole host of things or could be, it could be a rejection of, I work at a company that has a, a toxic culture or yeah. I work in an organization where I don't feel my voice is heard and I don't feel included or mm. um, I don't feel like my boss um, is helping support my growth and development yeah. or I don't feel like my organization compensates their employees fairly or in some cases I feel like the physical place I work yeah. is a dark dismal, yeah. <laughs> depressing place right. to be right. or some combination of those things. Right. So, so I do really think, you know, one of the silver linings of the pandemic has been that for leaders of organizations that have physical spaces like offices, it's been a wake up call yeah. to ask yourself, not just, you know, are my physical spaces doing the work that they can do? Um, yeah. but, but what is that whole equation like for my employees? And am I doing right by my employees mm-hmm. in a way that allows them to thrive and therefore our company to thrive or are there opportunities to make changes? So, so mm. I do think that, you know, mm. in some companies office space or the, 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 the nature of the physical space was almost sort of like a, like a, ta- like a taken for granted thing previously. Um, I think the, the terrific thing for Steelcase and for the organizations we work yeah. with is we're having really explicit, intentional conversations about what does this space need to do? How yeah. is this space going to help people be better? Like, how yes. are we, how are we contributing to the overall effectiveness of the organization and its mission? And I think ultimately that that's a really healthy thing. And then ultimately it has an impact on the rest of the community. Yeah and the economy and so on and so yeah. forth. It just has a domino effect. The, the yes. more valuable people are treat, uh, feel about being treated, the more valued they are. They they tend to 
be more creative and innovative and uh, more passionate about getting the job done. And I mean, people are ultimately, we're social beings, right? Right. Um, people are not wired to live in isolation by themselves or, or work in isolation by themselves. So I do think that that this idea that there will always be times and places where people come together yeah. uh, to, to do meaningful things, whether it's coming together in your personal life or, you know, meaningful rites of passage and moments like weddings or funerals or holidays, yeah. um, or whether it's coming together in the context of, of, of work and a professional career and thinking about how can we come together to, just like you said, to create, mm. to innovate, to, mm. to serve customers, to make contrib- you know contributions to our organization. I think those are like deeply rooted Right. kind of human needs, needs. and uh, I think the office will continue to play a role in, in fulfilling those. Well, you've you've done a marvelous job since being the CEO, and uh, you're you're one of my people that I look at and and, and uh, say, boy, she's got it going in the right direction. And so, Sarah, I just want to thank you again for taking the time, being on the show. It's been a tremendous opportunity for us. Uh, we want to motivate people, inspire people to be all that they can be. And uh, you've you've given us so much insight today. And my hope is that people will listen to this because you truly are, uh, you you truly are one of those people that people ought to listen to. People ought to want to understand uh, better. So um, my hope is that they will watch this this, this show and uh, we look forward to seeing you at other places. And so thank you for joining our show today. My name is Wayman Britt again, and we're with with Sarah Ambrewster. She's uh, one of the best uh, leaders in, in our community. And thank you for joining the show today. Thanks for listening to Fulfilling the Dream with Wayman Britt, the podcast that gives you courage and confidence to fulfill your dreams. Discover the riveting personal account of Wayman's journey in his book, Fulfilling the Dream, My Path to Leadership and Finding Purpose Through Serving Others. Available in print and audiobook. If you haven't done it yet, subscribe to Fulfilling the Dream, wherever you get your podcast. Share this episode with others. If you think you don't know them well enough, do it anyway. Be bold. Make a connection. And if you have a powerful story to tell, let us hear it. To get connected, visit fulfillingthedreampodcast.com. Produced by Audavita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.